Hey, 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 welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast, recapping week 10, uh, previewing week 11. Uh, this is more like it, folks. Resounding wins for the Niners and Vikings have us fired up as we head into the stretch run. Let's just get right into it. Uh, we just watched Monday Night Football. A lot to talk to talk to you about, Joey, with, with that insane ending to that game. But let's start with the positives. 49ers absolutely thrash Jacksonville coming off the bye. Those are the 49ers we remember from early in, early in the year. Best performance of the year for the Niners, no doubt. Going into that game is just a slight favorite, two-and-a-half, three-point fave. I wanted to bet Jacksonville. You talked me off of it. Thank God. What a performance by your Niners. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a while. Been about a month since uh, we won a football game. Brocktober never happened. Brocktober <laughs> did not exist, but maybe it's, I don't know, call it uh, Brovember. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Bro Vamper is going to be a thing. Uh, yeah. No, that's – that's if they play to their potential and they're healthy, it looks like that. I, I said it after the Dallas game. There's there's no part of me that doesn't believe if they're healthy and they're, the, and, and they're playing well, I think they're the best team in the league. I, I really do. Um, the defense showed up. I wish it didn't take a tr- Chase Young trade for it to happen. But I give credit where credit is due. Steve Wilkes moved down to the field. And the first couple drives, he he saw he schemed up things I've never seen him do, at least all this year. They had plays where Bosa and Young were lined up in the A-gap, not on the edge. They were doing five-man fronts instead of three or four. Um, I thought Hafunga was more active around the line of scrimmage than what Steve Wilkes has usually been using in the back end. And it paid off. Five sacks, four turnovers. Trevor Lawrence, who... Um, I think he's pretty good, but I looked at his numbers today. I mean, he's his numbers are at best average um, mm-hmm. in terms of yards, touchdown, interception ratio. But I mean, he good I mean, quarterback. He lived in and, their backfield the and, whole game, and it was it it looked like it's supposed. To, I, I really don't think D, Trent and Debo are like that critical. I mean, obviously they're big critical, but like they should have been playing better in the last three weeks than they have been, especially defensively. Those guys last time I checked only play offense. So yeah, I, I Brock Purdy was fantastic. Three I mean his numbers were good, but they uh, the watching the game he was better than the even the numbers show. Uh, he made a couple throws that you're just like holy crap. Like if he like the one to, I don't know if you said the one to kill where he gets one on one throws the where he pump Down fakes and he's all yeah. he's flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Like I did not think he had that kind of arm strength. Like flat-footed guys in his face hits him Perfectly. And those are the balls that he – and Kyle said it too. His first touchdown was a horrible decision. I said it like you when I saw it. Like that oh, yeah. Like that gets picked off. Like when that things are Jimmy going G poorly, throw. that gets picked <laughs> off. But the positive thing I can say about it is is like this guy, this guy does not lack confidence. And mm-hmm. and that is – that's something that I think Kyle feeds off of because Kyle would just watch Jimmy just kind of wallow away. Um <laughs> Brock's he he wakes up every morning ready to fire the football and mm-hmm. yeah I mean again it when when they are healthy and playing well I I I think they could I, I saw I thought about this I was like the poor Jaguars because like I mean they they're really good I'm not gonna say I don't like people today saying that you know maybe they're not who they we thought they were but I'm like well, I mean maybe they are I I I feel like the Niners could have played like the '85 Bears Sunday and like they were gonna win like off a bye. <laughs> They're healthy. They're pissed off. Mm-hmm. I I just I I needed to see it. Like I was a yeah. nervous fan, like everyone else was. But like, yeah, I mean, like for a couple drives in, you're like, this is going to be I mean, thirty to three. Super comfortable win because from the from the get go, it was Young and Bosa and and Armstead and all those guys in the backfield from the first drive. And you're like, okay, looks like the defense has come out guns a-blazing. And then, you know, the offense, as usual, routine first drive touchdown. I mean, Purdy was basically perfect the whole game. Absolutely yeah. essential win against a really good team on the road. And now you're looking forward to next week where you host Tampa Bay. And it's like, hey, you know, all of a sudden it's gone from panic with 
three losses in a row, and then the bye week to, hey, we're right back on schedule. You know, I know Seattle won, but they looked really, really shaky in that game. They're still tied with Seattle for the division lead, but right now you look at the Niners and you say, man, especially with them playing Tampa Bay next week, they got a chance to really start ascending as they get into that really difficult, you know, meat and potatoes section of the schedule where they play Seattle twice um, and Philly. Uh, so that's going to be real tough for the Niners. But, I mean, going into next week, you got to feel super confident. Niners are favored by 11.5 against Tampa Bay. That's a game where you got to just put the pedal down and just throttle them, right? Yeah, this sun, this past Sunday, yesterday, means dick if you follow it up with a loss at home to Tampa. <laughs> like, under zero circumstances can you lose this game barring, like, another purdy NFC Championship game. I mean... I just can't happen. Can't happen. I mean, yeah. could Tampa happen. Bay is, Tampa Bay's thrown the ball a little bit with some success. Like, Baker has been better than I expected this season. But for the most part, Tampa's 4-5. and five. They've had some really tough losses. Tampa, I don't think that's a team that, that should compete with, with the Niners. Tampa came here last year with Tom Brady and got throttled. So, <laughs> if, if they'd come here with Baker Mayfield and, and I, any given Sunday, I guess. But it, it can't happen. Yeah, it's a good spot for the Niners uh, coming off a big win, coming home. Uh, haven't played a home game since that loss to um, to the Bengals, so that's a get-right game. Uh, Got to put the pedal to the metal and just spank the living hell out of Tampa Bay next week. Let's go over to the Vikings and Josh Dobbs, the biggest story in the NFL at the moment, the pastronaut, 2-0 with the Vikings. Uh, he's just blowing up on social media with all of his uh, posts. You know, he, there was one last week where he was – you know, making all those highlight plays, and he set it to Creed in the background, and everybody loved that one. Then he did it again this week, and like, I mean, the fans, uh, not just the Vikings, around the league right now are just rallying around Dobbs. What an awesome story. Uh, easy win against the Saints. Uh, we were ahead 27-3, to and from that point on, just basically ran the ball every down and just protected a, a lead to win 27-19. We definitely could have won by more. Um, if we would have just kept the pedal to the metal. But super comfortable win. Don't say that a lot with the Vikings, but, I mean, I am so confident in Josh Dobbs and the way he's playing. Uh, over 300 total yards, two touchdowns, you know, smooth as all get out. Feels like we have not missed a beat without Jefferson. We're 5-0 and without Jefferson. We haven't missed a beat without yeah. Cousins. 2-0 two, two without Cousins. I mean, Jefferson likely coming back next week. We're two-point uh, underdogs on the road at Denver. I was shocked at that line. I've already bet the Vikings plus two, and that'll be in my picks of the week later in this uh, in this podcast. But I'm feeling good right now. I don't think there's any reason right now to, to fade the Vikings with us winning six out of seven. Um, going into Denver next week, hopefully no hiccups there. As an impartial observer, what did you see from the Vikings last week, and what are you looking at uh, heading into Sunday night football next week against Russ? I mean, just big picture, the the 23 Minnesota Vikings are what's great about sports and what's great about the NFL. Um, because like you said, we were talking about a few weeks ago, a month and a half ago, well, what were they? They were 0-4? Were you right? 0-4? 1-4. 1-4? And you're like, dude, what do we do? And I'm like, hell no, you don't tank. Like, <laughs> you, you play, like, you work all season, or you work all year to play these games. And look at you now. I mean, rolling. I... Without Justin Jefferson, which, again, uh, are they going to start to think, like, hmm, what do we, like, do we move him? Like, I mean. <laughs> do you want to give him five years, $200 million when like, you're 5-0 and oh without him? <laughs> like, again, not to, like, hate on all these, like, other positions, but I, no Kirk Cousins and no Justin Jefferson and, and the Vikings are humming. I don't care if they're playing, I don't care if they're playing San Jose State. That's impressive. <laughs> um yeah, I they look fantastic. Josh Joshua Dobbs, I which I was laughing at because he was Josh Dobbs, and all of a sudden everyone's calling him Joshua. Which maybe he told people he wants to go by Joshua, which is <laughs> interesting because people will be like, "Oh, Joseph or Joey or Joe," and I'll be like, "No, Joey." So I always appreciate the people who like no. <laughs> Anyways, no, he's he like again. Why the NFL is great? Like people love Joshua Dobbs. I'm. It, it, even more in Minnesota. Well, who has who has a higher Q score than him right now? Like everyone in the league likes Josh well, like, Dobbs. I, Even if you're a Packers fan, you're like, that's a pretty cool story. Like it's wild. He's like talented. Like he gets he gets kind of boxed in as like, oh, I, I everywhere I go, I get or everywhere I see his name before. 
was like, oh, he's like a rocket scientist. Like, the guy's brilliant, right? It's like, but you watch him play, I'm like, this guy can play. This guy has talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mobile as all get yeah. out, which I, I did not realize. I mean, I watched some of the Cardinals games, and yes, he can run, but there's been three or four plays in these two weeks that he's been with the Vikes where it's like, we have not had that, not even since Culpepper, since like Fran Tarkenton, where a guy can be dead to rights in the backfield, somehow scrambles around and gets 15 yards out of it. He has been insane in that regard. And I, I love Kirk, especially after this last season and the Netflix thing where you're like, hey, this is actually a really good dude. I've criticized him in the past. Love which, by Kirk, the way, but I mean, which, this guy, holy shit. Which, by <laughs> the way, that commercial with the Packers and the, the, the Cousins jersey people, you, see, you, you had to have seen it. Like, I just want Kirk to yes, tuck me into bed. I'm like, you know what? Like Peyton said in the commercial, it's kind of weird, but like, sometimes I kind of wish Kirk would tuck me into bed. I don't know. Like, it, but, but my point about that was like, Joshua Dobbs, like, the whole Vikings feel like a bunch of Kirk Cousins type, like, about the team, like, just do your job, like, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't, especially without Jefferson, there's not a lot of guys you run to the store to, like, buy their jersey of if you're not, like, a Vikings fan especially. Um, there's just a lot of really good, solid players. And yeah. and the coach seems to have them all bought in by, you know. I feel like in these last five weeks I've gone from Kevin O'Connell is a good coach and we made the right hire to Kevin O'Connell is actually a great coach and we had a freaking home run on the hire. Uh, if you've watched these viral videos of his post-game speeches and handing out game balls the last two weeks, I mean, holy shit, does that team love that coach. Uh, winning five games in a row minus your best player, two in a row minus your franchise quarterback. Coach of the year, he's got to be number one right now. It's him and D'Amico for sure. At one, I was two. thinking about that today. I was like, there's a lot of guys you could put a name for. It's, some people saying Tomlin as well, but I think the Steelers I thought him, will I thought if, if somehow the Lions win the, win the NFC like regular season, I, you could give Dan Campbell yeah. it too. But yeah, I mean, if the Vikings make the playoffs and, and roll the rest of the season with, with Dobbs, and especially if Jefferson misses more games, like, I mean, yeah. But then it's again, been like, incredible. I, it's but no, it's great. It's 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 no. But this I mean, is like you said. Wise, this like, is why we watch. You know, it's not like my whole point. Like I don't want to like crap on other sports on this podcast all the time. But like when the, nothing like that's happened in baseball for a while. At least I mean, like Shohei is pretty cool, mm-hmm. but like I, and like don't even get me started on the NBA. I mean, I mean, it was, it was Lynn Sanity the last time? That, yeah, Bill Simmons on his podcast was calling it Dobbs Sanity last night. Yeah, I was I like, just... that's a pretty good comparison because it's been in the last two weeks he's gone from that guy who was on the Cardinals filling in for Kyler Murray to like America's favorite quarterback. Like it's freaking wild. This is why we like. It's, it, but it's it's like it's like cheesy. Like everything is not like a Rudy movie. But yeah, I that people eat that shit up like. <laughs> The locker room post game, like those, your teammates clearly loving each other, love the team. But I mean, it's like, as a fan, all you want is like your team, your players to like care. And like, I, I was gonna say this too. That I was gonna make this maybe my like feels great take, but it's not like an actual take of anything like specific. I just thought the effort level I saw over the weekend, like just watching games and highlights, like the NFL give a shit let like meter is high for the players, like. <laughs> I you know sometimes you make so much money like you don't see, I I watching these games I'm seeing like interceptions and like the people running back as hard as they can to tackle this make sure in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, like just the way people finish the runs yeah people make bonehead plays people turn the ball over, but just like it's just the NFL product because of the way the players are about the sport it's a fantastic product I just. Anyways, that was... It's like, yeah, the quarterback play has been down this year, but the effort level, I agree. It's like, yeah, okay, Kirk, is Kirk Cousins, like, better than Joshua Dobbs? Yes. Like, no one is going to say otherwise. But, like, like Joshua Dobbs, it, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic story. And I don't even like saying story because I feel like this is an insult because you only say that about, like, Disney movies. Like, that's a great story. It's like, no, he's, like, can really play. Like, he's making himself <laughs> a lot of cash. 
oh yeah, he'll be someone's starter next year and he could be our starter next year. Who knows? I mean, he keeps playing like this. This is absolutely insane. Uh, kind of the opposite of last year when we went 13-4 and four with all these one-score victories and miracle finishes. This is just like all your best guys are injured. Everybody's, you know, pulling out all the stops. It's just an absolutely wacky season. We're six and four, and we wouldn't have it any other way. This has been sick. Um, let's start looking into the next Minnesota week. Vikings. Sorry, have won more games than the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're, I mean, we've won five in a row, and there's so many good teams around the league that in the last five games have losing records. And it's like, who is hotter than the Vikings right now? And the answer is literally nobody. Like, I cannot believe I'm saying that after we started 0 and 3 and 1 and 4. Um, let's start taking a look into next week, week 11. Uh, this is the best slate of primetime games we have had in so long. It's been just a shit display of primetime games for the last three weeks. Nothing to write home about. Finally, we get some good ones. Thursday Night Football, Cincy at Baltimore. Both of these teams lost heartbreakers last week and like have to have this one. Baltimore favored by three and a half. Best Thursday night game of the year. Must win game for both. I thought both of these teams just absolutely shat the bed in their last performances. But, I mean, this is just a huge one. This is why, you know, we're going to be tuning in on Thursday night. If the Bengals lose this one, they're at 5-5. Five and five. They're right there with the Colts and the Bills. And they're, I mean, basically toast in the AFC playoff picture. If the Ravens lose this one, they are in a dogfight to even just win their division. Forget about the one seed. Forget about getting a first-round bye. Like, they are all of a sudden in a dogfight for the division. Great game on Thursday night. Do you lean one way or the other at that line, three and a half, Baltimore? Uh, first off, it's the opposite of where, whatever the hell uh, Chicago, Carolina was last <laughs> week. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic game. I mean, it's uber importance being a divisional game. Uh, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow threw a couple of probably the worst interceptions I've ever seen him throw um, this week against the Texans. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the Ravens just can't, could not close out, uh, the Browns. I, Bengals, I probably lean Bengals only because I, I just, I feel like I, I know what I'm going to get more from Burrow more than Lamar Jackson, who is having a great year, but I, I just, yeah, I I thought this Sunday against the Browns was a second half. He was a disaster. Yeah, I just it, it just like mm, I never could like go like a hundred percent in on Lamar Jackson with some like just sometimes fourth quarter turn the ball over especially at home when you're up big I it just um and I just don't think Burrow's gonna have two straight games where he throws some of the worst picks ever and it it feels maybe like the you know the pressure is even more on Cincy than Baltimore given Baltimore's seven and three Cincy's. Uh, yeah. five and four so it's like you know if since he loses this one they're basically kaput like their their season is probably like the ceiling is getting the seven seed at that point so i lean since he plus three and a half there that's going to be a close game no matter what and that's going to be a great one uh looks like higgins is out for that one so that's one thing to keep in mind uh let's move into the sunday slate you got pittsburgh at cleveland cleveland favored by four uh, my note here is that cleveland is all of a sudden like an afc title contender they're six and three I think that's probably the best defense in the NFL. Like, the way they played in the second half after getting just the doors blown off in the first half. Deshaun Watson was awful in the first half. Like, at one point, I believe he was two for nine with a pick and a fumble loss. Like, he was awful, but the defense kept him in it. Um, Pick six basically, you know, got them the opportunity to win the game in the second half. I think Cleveland should roll here against Pittsburgh, who just cannot score points. Um, what do you think of Cleveland after watching that game? Do you think they can not only win that division, but maybe go further given how good their defense is, or are you still not sold on them? Oh, I, they're really good. Uh, they're a really good team. I, if, if Deshaun plays average, I, I think they could, I think they could win the AFC. I, if he plays average or slightly above, if, if he somehow get, I mean, get plays well, I'm not, he's never probably, he's probably never getting back. To what he was no. in Houston, yeah. uh, but if he plays average to above average consistently, oh, they're they're loaded, and even without Nick Chubb, uh, their running back Scream Hunt Ford, like, I mean, they're running the ball They've been well. Great. Their defense, I mean, yeah, I, I, their defense is is like not only just great at stopping their their defense is like 
They, I mean, they can score points. It feels yeah. like. I. And Miles Garrett, the runaway uh, favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, he's just having yeah, a monster I, year. Yeah, I, no, they're really good. They're really good. Pittsburgh is is the sneakiest six and three team ever. Uh, for being yeah, six and three, they've given up twenty five more points than they've scored, and they've been outgained in every game, and yet they're six and three. So fraudulent, but that's what Tomlin does. He gets the best out of mediocre talent. Classic Pittsburgh. Um, I wanted to talk about Chicago at Detroit, not because of Chicago. Looks like Fields will be back. Detroit's favored by 10.5 at home. Uh, Detroit's firmly in control of the North. I think there's a really good chance they go like 13-4, and 14-3, and three, even given how easy their schedule is. But if you caught some of that Detroit versus the Chargers game, that defense is still really sus, in my opinion. Like, they probably should have lost that game. You give up 38 points, you probably shouldn't win that ball game. Uh, obviously, Detroit's really good. They're going to win the North. They're going to be a high seed in the NFC. But that's a few weeks now where we've looked at Detroit's defense and been like, hey, that ain't championship level. So one thing to think about there uh, as we move forward with Detroit. Um, let's go over to the, the – I mean, the Packers, they're at home against the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three. I just want to take a moment to say, as a Vikings fan who's been watching the Packers get Hall of Fame-level quarterback play for, you know, damn near 30 years, it's so great to see the Packers be this atrocious. Like, I'll be rooting for the Chargers in this one, but, man, the Packers just flat-out suck. You called it last week. We bet Pittsburgh, and we won the game. Um, This is as low as it's been for Green Bay and as high as it's been for Detroit in 30 years. Topsy-turvy in the NFC North. Um, Pretty wild. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about the the uh, Raiders-Miami game. So you liked Antonio Pierce. You were like, hey, the whole smoke in the McDaniels pack after the game. It seemed kind of kitschy, but it was like, okay. Do you think this is the spot now that they beat the Jets on Sunday Night Football that the Raiders are going to finally just fall all over themselves going at Miami where they're 10-point underdogs? Because I think so. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to get rolled. Uh, but that doesn't mean they haven't had a great last couple of weeks. Like I, yeah, the roster is the roster, and you know I, yeah, their defense is not great. They've got they've got to play the Giants and Jets, who the Giants are just pathetic, and the Jets, you know, obviously really strong defense. But I mean, I think I saw today they've scored like one top t- offensive touchdown in the last like twenty five possessions or something. Like, no. They'll Josh go... Dobbs has more touchdowns for the Vikings than Zach Wilson does for the Jets, and yeah, he's been exactly. there for a week and a half. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the Raiders have had a really good couple weeks. I think they get, football-wise, sent back down to earth a bit. Um, but, again, I think you could have – well, I would say – people would say you could have Belichick coaches team. They still get rolled, but I don't know. Uh, might need to replace Belichick with like Andy Reid or like somebody else because mm-hmm. um, if Andy Reid, Tom if, Sula, yeah. yeah, if Andy, if Andy, if Andy <laughs> Reid coached the Raiders this weekend, they still probably get rolled. Um, <laughs> yeah, so nothing it's a massive no, talent mismatch, yeah, no, but it's a good story, right? It's 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 a good story, but it's also just like good for. I mean, sometimes you just like you have to know when you make a poor decision, like mm-hmm. hiring somebody. Um, Signing a guy, trade, drafting. Sometimes you have to just admit, like, like you're going to don't compound the mistake. And yes. the Raiders would have compounded this hire, hiring mistake, if they just would have let this crap go on. And, and and if the only reason to not fire him is because I don't want to pay two coaches, then fire him. Mm-hmm. Like, Clearly the right move. It's energized the team. And I think Raider fans love it because it's like, I, I saw all these uh, stories where, you know, Antonio Pierce grew up in Compton when the L.A. Raiders were there. He's been a Raider fan his whole life. He knows what the Raider way is. And it's like got the fans to buy in right off the bat, which is so important after having basically a Patriots employee running the team the last year and a half. It's been cool. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think this is where it comes back down to earth against a far superior Miami team. Um, we got possibly the worst game on the schedule uh, in the last few weeks. I mean, only Carolina versus Chicago could compete with this. You got the Giants at Washington. Washington favored by nine and a half. I think the 2023 Giants from this point forward could be one of the worst teams of all time. If you watch Tommy DeVito get the shit kicked out of him for 60 minutes against Dallas, like 
this team should get the number one pick, especially now that Kyler is back. I think Carolina is their only competition for it, um, which the pick would go to Chicago. But, I mean, God, the Giants are just awful. Um, speaking of Carolina, you got Dallas minus 11 at Carolina. Dallas should roll. Another cakewalk game for them. They Why does Dallas get to play Carolina and the Jets and Giants and – like, yeah, and then Thanksgiving they get Washington at home, and it's like, God. Like, they actually played well against Philly, but I just like, like once a month they get the Niners, they get Philly. Later on the season they'll get Detroit. Like, I don't want to hear about Dallas. Like, any other team. <laughs> I just, yeah, they beat the living shit out of the Giants. Twice. Who cares? Congratulations, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't tell me your point differential. Like, I, I just, I don't care. Like, of course Dak played well. Of what happened when you played at San Francisco? You know, yeah, what like, happened when you played Philly? People are like, "Oh, we'll just take that game out of out of this out of the equation." Why? <laughs> like, like you can't. You don't just get to play the Jets every week or the Panthers. Right. Like, and these... and now they play the Panthers and Washington back to back, and by that point they'll be eight and three, and the fans will be like, "Oh, don't, don't watch out for Philly." Philly's yeah. Philly's next couple weeks is what? Uh, Chiefs. That's the Chiefs. At the Chiefs, yep. I don't know who they play after that. But then they play the Niners. Yeah. And like then at they, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. At Se- like they could lose a couple games. They might. They might not. But mm-hmm. they could. Like Dallas is gonna. I mean, it's gonna be like, oh my god, Dallas and Philly, and it's like no, we don't. Like yeah. Everybody remember this for like week sixteen or seventeen when it's Philly at Dallas, and everybody's gonna be like, watch out for D-. no. It's gonna be interesting though because if Dallas somehow wins the division, I don't think they would get home field. Um, like the one seed because they beat each other up too much. Like I think that would go to Detroit. But if Dallas wins the division and gets like you know a home playoff game, I really do think that does help them. Because, um, but sorry, that was just my little rant. Yeah, like, I, I mean, just, they're a paper it feels like every right time now. we do this podcast and do these lines, it's like Dallas minus twenty five. Yeah, because they just got this cakewalk middle of the schedule that's inflating all their numbers. By the way, they did put up 640 yards of offense against the Giants, which it's the Giants, I like, know, but 640 in an NFL. I'm not, I don't want to act like they did 7-on-7, seven seven, but, I mean, because, <laughs> again, Dak played well. Everyone played well. I mean, they did. But I just – like they're, like, like his, if his agent says, so you want to work on an extension this week, uh, Jerry should uh, be like, huh, talk to me in January – um, thanks. Have a good week. Yeah, the only time you've beaten Philly in a meaningful game, it was Gardner Minshew on the other side. So let's all hold, you know. But I will give him credit. Judge. I thought he played really well in Philly. They lost, but I thought yes. he played. Thought, I thought he played well. They were competitive in that one, but again, with Dallas total paper tiger. Speaking of paper tiger, Jacksonville minus six and a half at home against Tennessee. To me, that was eye opening. I I didn't believe in Jacksonville at all heading into the season. Then, I mean, I had to admit defeat. They got to 6-2. and two. They won six in a row. I was like, hottest team in football. Watch out for the Jags. After that game against the Niners, yes, it's the Niners. The Niners make a lot of teams look like shit. But, I mean, I'm really worried about Jacksonville. I haven't seen it with Lawrence to this point. I know he was good last year. I know he's got mediocre stats this year. But his team is doing well. I still don't see him anywhere in the neighborhood of recent number one picks that have had the kind of hype he had. Andrew Luck, you know, Cam Newton back in the day. You know, I, Matthew Stafford, he's not, nowhere near that grouping. But, I mean, I, I, I'm i down on Jacksonville. If I had to bet a side on this one, it still might be them just because Levis has been pretty sus in his last couple games after really starting hot in that first one. But, I mean, as a Niner fan going into that game, you were probably nervous. And then leaving that game, you were like, oh, was Jacksonville actually any, any good to begin with? I really want to find it because I don't want to take – but I was watching – I forgot which one it was. One of the, uh, you know, football talk shows on the Fox FS1 or ESPN, whatever it was. Um, and they flashed Trevor Lawrence's stats and, like, ranking. Mm-hmm. They were all the major ones, like yards per game. Like, the highest one that he was was, like, 16th in the league, <laughs> yep. in QB. And people are, like... He's behind just, Baker Mayfield. Just casually like throwing his, <laughs> people casually throw his name because of his height, weight, you know... Arm Draft status, yeah. <laughs> Draft status. Was he like Mahomes, Burrow, like, and then the young, like, Allen, Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, oh, what? Like. <laughs> He's not even Herbert level. Not even close. No. <laughs> no. Um, 
But again, people like people will say that. Oh, but he won that playoff game. He beat Herbert, and he did, like he did. But consistently, like he, he looked awful. Give him a, give him a free pass for his first season because like, it was Urban Meyer. But oh, I mean, huge, he, I don't like to give free passes, but I'll give a huge free pass to that one. Yeah, That's, but I mean, this is the year that they got to contend. Year three of a quarterback on a rookie contract and a stacked roster, and man, laying an egg like that off the bye. At I, home I said it. I said the Niners would have beaten. Pretty much any team they played Sunday. I, I really do think they're rolling out of bed, ready to do some damage, mm-hmm. um, especially defensively, which how much they've been dragged in the mud, especially Steve Wilkes. I, I, I thought they were. But despite that, uh, Trevor Lawrence looked, I mean, bad, really bad. He did and, not handle that blitz well at all. I mean, he didn't have a ton of time to throw, but he had to get the ball out way quicker than he he was getting it out. I mean, it seemed like he was clutching it and bringing it down every time Bosa or Young or whoever Hargrave was in the backfield, and he was just looking to just get down or just, like, chuck the ball away rather than trying to... He had a horrible play. pick. The one pick he... only had two picks. They were both bad. But the, the, the first one, uh, Bosa beats the right tackle. He's chasing him. And, like, Trevor Lawrence is not – I mean, he's pretty athletic. I, Bosa hung with him and dove and, and got him by the uh, by his feet. And then he just chucks it like <laughs> Jimmy used to do, and it gets picked off. I just – no, yeah. I, 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 I'm still uh, bullish uh, on the Jaguars, but, yeah uh, – not really just to because do of the division they play in, they will be there at the end. They will be at in the playoffs in, in all likelihood. But I mean, off a of bye, you can't play like that. I don't care what excuses you want to make, what team you were playing. Off a of bye to be that flat at home, rough. Yeah, um, I mean it. It was bad. If there's going to be one team that catches them, it's Houston. Houston's a four point favorite at home against Arizona. C.J. Stroud has to be in the MVP conversation right now. Absolute beast. Best game of his career was two weeks ago. He threw for 470. And then last year, or last week, all he did was just go into Cincy and beat Joe Burrow head-to-head. Like, this dude is a monster. And D'Amico is right there for Coach of the Year. The Texans, I mean, I don't think they're going to catch Jacksonville just because of the gigantic difference in roster talent. But what a great story brewing down there in Houston right now. Uh, I was thinking about it because this was a topic everywhere, like MVP conversation. I can't put somebody else first on the bat. Like, in the yeah, com- who would like, you put? My point is in the conversation. My point would be, I mean, if you really had to put a name down, I mean, it, I think you, I, you might put him. I mean, everyone the only reason why you ahead can't, of him has flaws, you know? Like, you, they put his numbers up. Like, people were like, oh, Lamar Jackson before this week. Like, first or second guy. They put Stroud's numbers next to him. They're not even close. Mm-hmm. Stroud, I, what what is he? I, what, I don't it's like sixteen touchdowns, two picks. I believe is what he's at right now. But he's just been an absolute beast. And the other names that you would put in that list would be Hertz, Tua, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and then you just look at all their yeah. stats right now. It's Stroud, fifteen and you know? two, twenty six hundred yards, one hundred one passer rating. As a rookie, with a, with a roster that I mean is pretty rough. Yes, Tank like, Dell is pretty good, and Noah Brown's pretty good, but these are guys that were available late in in the draft or available as free agents uh, that weren't super desirable. So it's like he's making all this happen without a ton of top level talent. Uh, his running game is basically nothing. I mean, Singletary had a good game last week, but um, Pierce has been just a total bust for them. He's doing it without much, and you got to give a tip of the cap. To I know Lamar right runs the ball, but Lamar's ten touchdowns, five picks. There is no way that you can put Lamar ahead of Stroud right now. I'm sure as we get towards the end of the year and Houston, you know, falls back to the pack, things will change. But right now, do they? That's the thing. Do they fall back to the pack? I mean, they. I. The, yesterday was pretty damn impressive. Yeah, to win on the road. My, my at thing. A, at my a thing is like contender. the only two reasons why. I wouldn't. You you might not put him first. Is he's a rookie and just I'm sure the voters just like if you win MVP of this league as a rookie, like you better be way better 
than everybody else. I just feel like they just don't really want to give it to a rookie. There's like I saw a stat today. It hasn't happened since Jim Brown in like 1961. So yeah, there's an award for (laughs) offensive rookie of the year. I think. Yeah. So, but then they lost to the Panthers, Mm -hmm. which. You know, losses all count the same. Doesn't matter if you lose to Carolina or you lose to Kansas City, but boy, I mean, if they win that, ga- if they win that game, like, where are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I hope they. I just, I just hope at the end of the season they don't be like, oh, I wish we would have beaten uh, Bryce Young. Wow, but no, <laughs> the, the Texans should. I think I think they roll Arizona. Yeah, Kyler, good story coming back off the ACL, played really well, had essentially the game-winning play on that epic scramble, um, got us the win in our bet. Uh, I would have, I would have broken something if I was the opposing team, watching oh. a like a seventy-nine-yard, thirteen-yard run <laughs> by the quarterback, like out of a. It's <laughs> like, how do you not catch him? Uh, incredible that Atlanta let that happen, but good for Kyler coming back off the injury. Um, Jets at Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by six and a half. The Jets are cooked. The Bills are basically cooked, too. This is probably, like, the easiest game left on their schedule. Still got to play at Miami, at KC, at Philly. Like, they are so screwed. That game tonight with the freaking 12 men on defense when they were uh, when the, the um, Broncos were lining up for the game-winning field goal. Broncos missed the field goal, and then they find out it was 12 men. They get another shot at it and win the game. Buffalo's turning the ball over all over the place, as you said before the pod. I mean, McDermott is on the hottest of hot seats. Oh, it's burned. I mean, <laughs> he's getting fired. It's just he's weird. well done. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, Internal temperature one. I was so wrong about I was so <laughs> wrong about Carolina in my picks, predicting Carolina to win the division. But I will say, I I had Buffalo just on the sus meter since the mm-hmm. summer, and. It it has. I mean, they look awful. They look more than regressed. I'm I'm to the point. I'm not sure Josh Allen's good anymore. Um, he just turns the ball over way too much. Like he's he's absolutely not a winning player. You know, I'm trying to think. Put like an NBA player. He's like he's like a more talented like Jordan Poole. <laughs> I was gonna say he's like Jameis because that's what you know. I'm feeling. What's like the difference? Like. Yeah. You're right. What's the yeah. difference? You know, both guys are going to turn the ball over a ton and make some amazing plays. Like, it's amazing he's gone from MVP candidate, universal top three quarterback in the league, to, hey, is this guy the new Jameis in a season and a half? It's nuts. Um, terrible performance by Buffalo on Monday They should have lost to the Giants. Should have lost to the Giants, too. I mean, you look at that team and you look at the way Allen plays when he's at his best, and you're like, how is this team not 7-3 and three or 8-2? and two? And then you, like watch the entirety of the game and you're like oh this team is just a tire fire like yes there are big names there but like i mean that team i know is he fumbled number one underperformer i know he fumbled at least once i saw one i know he fumbled again but got it but i mean james cook is a i mean every time i see him run he runs hard like this whole excuse that buffalo doesn't have a running game or can't like that falls on the coach and yeah, yeah Dor- Dorsey and, and McDermott got to get it right or they're both going to be out after this year and they're going to try to you know, build something new. I think even if they make the playoffs and even win one playoff game, I still think they get fired. Yeah, I mean, it's just been massive regression. And that's, I mean, really since the Cincinnati playoff game last year, there hasn't been one moment where you've been like, look at Buffalo. Like, <laughs> it's it's been good. a lot of moments, look at Buffalo, but it's like, <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> A couple more games to get to. We got Seattle as a one-point favorite on the road. Um, This is a huge game for Seattle. Uh, They're playing at the Rams. They got to get to 7-3 with the Niners playing a home game against Tampa. Stafford is back for this one. It came out today that he will be starting. It won't be the Carson Wentz experience. Um, This was, I believe, Seahawks minus three when it opened, and then when Stafford was announced in, it moved to one. Seahawks so underwhelming in their win yesterday against Washington. They let Sam Howell carve them up in the fourth quarter, but they did come away with the win. Uh, as a Niner fan, you'll be pulling big time for the Rams in this one, but uh, I think this is a good spot for Seattle as only a one-point favorite on the quote-unquote road at the Rams. It's going to be a, a Seattle home game, basically. Yeah, uh, Stafford being back is huge. Uh, Seattle, yeah, I they... It's always good to, to win games. <laughs> Thanks, John Madden. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I. It's when, always good to win when, instead of losing. <laughs> when, when people are talking about your kicker at the end of the game, it's never good because either <laughs> miss something or you're kicking way too much. And it's good thing Seattle's got a great kicker because Jason Myers, I think he went five for five yesterday, mm-hmm. including the game winner. Um, yeah, they're giving up a, a ton of yards. Uh, they. They showed it, I think, bonus coverage or somehow I watched the end of the game. And, yeah, Sam Howell looked like Dan Marino back there. Um, <laughs> Just slinging it. And, yeah, it's a huge game for Seattle because they have next two weeks they have, what, Niners, Dallas Niners? Yeah, uh, starting with the Thanksgiving game. And it's like if they don't get this one, I, I don't see any way for them to win the division. So uh, they got to – Take care of and what I've, when I've seen Stafford be healthy this year, they look really they they look really good. I mean, tough game, but it sure seems like Pete Carroll has McVay's number. Yeah, this year was the that opening day game was such an anomaly uh, with the the Rams kind of spanking them. Since then, the Seahawks have been six and two, and I believe the Rams have been two and six. So it's like completely different story. I think Seattle's got a little bit more me- mo- more momentum uh, than the Rams do in this one. Uh, one game left to go over. Probably the game of the year, Monday Night Football, Philly at KC. Uh, this is the big one, best primetime game uh, we've had in a long time. Both teams off a of bye, so they're rested and healthy. Super Bowl rematch, possible Super Bowl preview. The Kelsey Bowl, absolutely one of the best, most anticipated Monday Night Football games you know, of the last decade for sure. This reminds me a little bit of that game where it was Rams-KC, where the score I was, was like 55-52 or whatever. The only thing I remember that... It was a like just points everywhere. Uh, was just the the I believe the Rams wore the yellow mustard jerseys. Yeah, yeah, uh, that game was nuts. That was like last last score wins from the first quarter. It was like I don't think there was any defensive stops. It ended up being yeah, like I said, fifty five, fifty two, or fifty one, forty eight, something like that. But this feels like that game, one of the most anticipated regular season games we've seen in a long time. Eileen KC at home. Uh, Andy Reid off a bye famously always wins, always covers. But, I mean, Philly's really good. This can be a hell of a game. Yeah, I'm just interested to see Kansas City's defense because um, they look legit. And uh, Philly, Philly, if you're able to slow down A.J. Brown, who, I mean, can make a case he could be MVP. Uh, he's been that good. I know people still want to go quarterback and say Jalen Hurts, but A.J. Brown has been – Damn good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... It, there's no really other way to say it's going to be a fantastic game. Um, hopefully, maybe the Chiefs help out the Niners a bit, but... Uh, yeah, every every NFC team is like, go KC in this one. Every AFC team is like, go Philly. Like, this is one of those games where every fan of every team has an interest in this one. Like, everybody will stop what they're doing to watch... Uh, that one, Eileen KC. Um, let's head over to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. A lot of candidates again, as always. Starts off the top with Trevor Lawrence. Awful game against the Niners, putting up only three points. Obviously, you know, this is a guy who came in with the pedigree of, hey, best prospect since Andrew Luck. Maybe even best prospect since, like, Dan Marino or John Elway. Has not panned out. Really not playing well in these last couple weeks. Um, Josh Allen and the Bills, of course, have to be on there for that freaking Monday night tire fire, turning over the ball, 12 men on defense that basically gave Denver the game. Uh, I put Lamar in here. I know it's only one bad week, but that second half, two picks, including a pick six that cost him the game, really tough from Lamar. And then I put the Chargers on here, score 38 points at home. You cannot lose that game. And, of course, Brandon Staley, a defensive coach, found a way to lose it 41-38. Uh, but you're going in a different direction for your Jack in the Bum of the Week. Yeah, really uh, another another great week of candidates, as always. Um, really, really could put Buffalo in, in the Bills and McDermott and Josh Allen here, but uh, I feel like you could put them every week at this point. Um, so to spice it up a bit, um, Jack in the Bum of the Week, Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons head coach, or king of absolute mediocrity at best. <laughs> um, he's got a great mustache. That's about the best thing I can say about him and his team. His team is pathetic. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have nothing going for them. Uh, 
The Atlanta Falcons drafted a pretty good running back in the top 10 and don't use him. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have no clue what's going on at the most important position. Uh, Heineke got hurt, and in comes Desmond Ritter, who, well, he's not the answer. Um, no. I just, for the last, ever since they've, been, they've hired Arthur Smith, it's just been meh for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and Or worse than meh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even when they lose, it's like, not even a story, because like, no one even cares. <laughs> I... The Atlanta Falcons are a team quickly going nowhere, and yeah, I, that falls on the head coach. The you know the offensive genius or so not genius that's a bit extreme, but offensive <laughs> guy they 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 struggle to score, and they they I mean they have good players. I mean, the great running backs. I know they do run the ball decently well. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I mean they they have pieces. I know the quarterback has just been the issue, but. They're terrible. Losing to Arizona, I, we we called it Arizona to win the game, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're what are they now up to two and eight? Yeah, Arizona's Arizona? two and so, eight. Uh, Atlanta falls to four and six. They lost to a Vikings team where the quarterback didn't know the plays and didn't know his teammates' names, and then they lost to the one and eight Cardinals. Like back to back horrendous weeks for Arthur Smith. By the way, for those who don't know, Arthur Smith, the son of Fred Smith, the founder of FedEx. Uh, Arthur Smith is worth like billions of dollars, and yet he chooses to coach an NFL team poorly. I might add, like, what are you doing? Just retire and go live on a yacht somewhere, you know? Like, might need to <laughs> ship him out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Send him FedEx two day uh, express uh, to Cancun because he's about to get fired soon. So there it is, Arthur Smith, Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. Let's head over to my You Like That Picks of the Week. We went 4-1 and one last week. We were going to go 3-2, and two, but you talked me off Jacksonville and talked me into Arizona. So look at that, 4-1. and one. We're up to 31-17-2 so far in 2023. That's incredible. We're 14 over 500 through 10 weeks. Like, nobody is stopping this wagon. Hopefully this week isn't uh, the first bad week of the year. Uh, we'll start with Miami minus 10. You and I both think... The Raiders, uh, this is when the the Cinderella story drops off. I think they're going to get throttled in Miami. Uh, I like Cleveland minus four against Pittsburgh. I think this line should be higher with how bad Pittsburgh's offense is. I like Seattle minus one um, on the road at the Rams. I think it'll be a ton of Seahawks fans there. I think this is a game that matters to them and doesn't really matter to the Rams, uh, who are at this point just playing for a draft pick. I uh, like the Vikings plus two on Sunday night football. I thought they would be like a one-point favorite in this game. When I saw Denver as a two-point favorite, I said, I got to take that. And then KC minus two and a half on Monday night football uh, against Philly. So there they are. The you like that picks of the week uh, for week 11 in the NFL. Miami minus 10, Cleveland minus four, Seattle minus one, the Vikings plus two, and Kansas City minus two and a half. Joey, it's time for your Feels Great Baby, your wildest take you feel best about currently. And you're bringing it close to home on this one. Yeah, I thought about making this a surprise because, uh, well, you know, we just bring the good news during this upcoming holiday season. But, uh, yeah, I think the Vikings make the playoffs. I absolutely think uh, Joshua Dobbs, I was going to give him a nickname, but nothing came to mind. The Pastronaut. The, the Pastronaut. That's what they're <laughs> wow. calling him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The Passionate. <laughs> One small step. Uh, from Minnesota. From Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. No, they, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I. The NFC is garbage. And and you just look at the standings already. Like, I don't... I, I think they're... They got a game and a half lead. Game and a half lead on a playoff spot right now. Yeah. I There's... there's I mean, I don't even think this is that hot of a take. <laughs> like, okay. I want I want to catch Detroit. I know that's getting greedy with how easy their schedule is, but it. I mean, it's possible the way we're playing right now. The Minnesota Vikings have a plus twenty four point differential. The Seattle Seahawks are minus one. Yeah, we're a half game behind the Steelers, who are I believe minus twenty five. Pretty freaking wild. I'm just coming through this. Buffalo's got a plus 78 point differential. <laughs> it's five and five. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I Minnesota, like, just look at the, the Saints, who they just rolled, suck. I mean, they're, I know they're the number one team in their division, so they make the playoffs, but 
Yeah, Atlanta I mean, sucks. Tampa Bay. Atlanta not sucks. Very good. Packers <laughs> suck. Rams suck. Commanders suck. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, really, I think the only. I think the only playoff spot even up for debate in the NFC is who wins the South. The other six seem pretty locked in with the way the standings are right now. I mean, there's an outside chance the Niners and Vikings play each other in the playoffs. Ugh, we might get the second pod bowl after all that. Hopefully it says the Vikings is the three seed and the Niners is a six. Not going to happen. Probably not. But... <laughs> I mean, it's either, I mean, I just don't see the Niners getting high in it. Like, with, Yeah, with those three losses and their schedule being so tough coming up. Be the Niners probably 12-5. Who, who do you play? So we go, uh, we go at Denver, then home the Bears, then a bye week, then at Las Vegas, and then it gets tough. Then we got at Cincy, Detroit, at Green Bay, and at Detroit. So it's like... That's that's a tough. These thing. next three, you have to basically bank all of them if we're going to make a, a serious run. But yeah, no, I mean you're making the playoffs, um, which is insane after starting one and four. That's why they play the games. I mean, yeah, I, it, I mean, just just how it shakes out with the divisions and the, and the math. I mean, it would either be. Well, you could you could also get a Stenholm Bowl. Say like oh, yeah. Seattle, if Seattle wins a division, which I don't think is going to happen, and I hope it doesn't <laughs> happen, but could happen. Um, yeah, that would be wild. Or you get, or you could, or you could get a NFC North Bowl. I mean, there's a chance you play Detroit. I think that's that'd the most be crazy. Is we get the because you'd play Detroit two out of the last three weeks of the season and play them again. You played Detroit three out of four weeks. That has to have never have happened before. Oh, yeah. That would be absolutely wild. I still think that's probably the most likely because I think Philly gets the one. I think the Niners probably get the two. Or say the Niners get the three and Detroit gets the two. Maybe the Vikings are the seven seed. Like, I feel like we're on a collision course for playing Detroit, you know, like you said, three times in four weeks. If I was doing it, I think the most likely scenario is it would be Minnesota's the seven seed at Philly. With Detroit as the one. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Well, we'd get killed in that game. I would rather play Detroit, I'll tell you that right now. But So then you would have the Niners as the three, the South probably, as the four, yeah. and then probably Dallas at five, Seattle at six, Vikings at seven. That seems pretty yeah, so likely. Yes, it would be Niners hosting Seattle again in the wild card. Yeah, some divisional matchups in the first round. But, I mean, I like your take because, obviously, I want the Vikings to make the playoffs. But I, I think – going that extra step of saying that they have any chance in the North is taking it just a step too far just because we're a game and a half behind Detroit. No, I mean, if I, I, if, I had to put any, if I had to put any money, I think Detroit wins the I think they're the one seed. It's just Because, like, we're talking, we were talking schedule. about Monday Night Football. Like, oh, we need Philly to lose to hopefully get the one seed. I'm like, uh, does anyone pay attention to Detroit? <laughs> like, Detroit reminds me a lot of the Niners in 2019, how up-and-coming team people really, like, you know, they're like, okay, let's see it. Like, let's see it. I'm like, well, you're eventually going to see it when Detroit starts rolling people in the playoffs. Yeah, Detroit's schedule, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Like, unless they stumble the last three weeks losing to I mean, the I think they're better than Dallas, but I think Dallas could beat Detroit at home. And I think that's in Dallas. I would expect Detroit to win every other game. Yeah, so that's freaking... 12 or 13 wins right there. So you have the Vikings making the playoffs. I I do as well. I think the division's out of reach, but I think it's just such an awesome story right now. Um, quick one this week. Let's close out the pod. Um, big week coming up in the NFL next week, but also Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming. And last week we did our top five beers. This, this week I wanted to do top five desserts. This is one we haven't done before. I know you're more of a savory than a sweet guy like... All you want is freaking cheeseburgers and steaks and that kind of shit. But we got to throw this one out there. Let's get your perspective on it. I'll start first. We'll do five to one like last week. Number five, I'm going to start with uh, blueberry pie. Just a basic pie that you would get at the supermarket. I always love that shit. I'm going to break up the pies. There's multiple pies in this list. So I'll start 
with blueberry pie as my number five in top five desserts. What are you going with number five? This is hard because like I don't even have des- I don't even really have dessert. Like <laughs> if I have candy or chocolate, like it's candy. Like I mean that counts as a dessert. I mean absolutely does. Okay, I know my top three. You know what I'm number five? Number five. You know what? Um, I'm gonna go. I used to love these as a kid. And if I had one now, I probably would still have that same happy feeling. But you know, like those just absolute cheap-ass, fake-ass pies. Like at Food Max or like Safeway. Like the little tiny ones. Like Oh, the like handheld ones? Yeah. Yeah. The chocolate one of those? Oh, mm-hmm. I loved those as a kid. Yeah, it's like the Hostess fruit pie or something, but you would get the chocolate version. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good one. Um, Number four for me, I am going to go with just your standard carrot cake. Love a good carrot cake. You know, got to go heavy on the frosting and the raisins. I'll go carrot cake number four. Got to be like a nice tall one, not one of those flat ones. Tall carrot cake number four. Wow. See, that's the problem. I hate carrots and I hate cake. That might be my biggest hot take of like ever is I I think cake is so overrated. (laughs) I hate cake. Wow. I, I don't get it. Um, but I'm my number four, and I could I could pound a hundred of these down. Those like little tiny powdered donuts. Okay, that's a classic. Though, though that's poppable, you know, for for guys like us, go through a whole box of those in one sitting. Yeah, the, I, like I mean, one. family size is a is my size. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's going powdered donuts. Number three, I'll go the standard apple pie. Uh, I know Thanksgiving's coming up, and my, my family tradition is a Costco pumpkin and a Costco apple pie. Um, and I always go apple. I don't like pumpkin pie at all. I just go big old slab of pumpkin or of uh, apple pie with a with a big piece of uh, of uh, ice cream on top of that. You know, apple pie a la mode. I'll put that number three. What's your number three? Okay, now we're getting into the ones that clearly tier one. Number three, uh, Safeway branded Moose Tracks ice cream. Okay. Like the peanut butter cups and the chocolate. Oh. Again, I don't even like ice creams like that much. Mm-hmm. But oh, I could, I could eat that all day and night. Okay, so he's going hyper specific here. Safeway Moose Tracks like ice cream. Specific brand. Like it. Um. All right, number two, I'm going to just go ice cream in general. Huge ice cream guy. My personal all-time favorite flavor is blueberry cheesecake, which they have at Lord's uh, Ice Cream, which is a chain in the Bay Area. And then they have it at Fenton's in Oakland. They have it in um, my hometown in Niles at Niles Ice Cream. Hard to find that one, but I'm just going to say ice cream in general. I like all kinds, everything except mint, basically. I'll go ice cream number two. My number two is... Chocolate old-fashioned donuts. Those like crispy, they're like hard exterior. You buy. See, I think a lot of people associate that with breakfast. You're you're going with that for dessert. Oh, I both. (laughs) Doesn't matter what time of day. Yeah, if I if I'm awake. Yeah, no, I love them. Um, Usually, that's what I get. Like my mom or Kayla will get me for my birthday, instead of a cake. Mm-hmm. Is like just a box of a uh, dozen of those chocolate old fashioned. Okay. Not like the other kind. Whatever it is. What, what's the other one? Like, just uh, like the raised? Yeah. No. You like the old fashioned. You don't like the fluffy. You like the, the crispier one. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Number one for me is cheesecake. It's always been my favorite dessert. It's always going to be my favorite dessert. But personally, I like it with like either strawberry on top or nothing. As long as it's just dense and freaking vanilla-y and cheesecake-y. Can't cannot beat it in my opinion. Just had one of these on uh, Saturday for a like nice little surprise birthday dinner my friends put together out here for me, and I mean I, I fucking cannot top a cheesecake. What's your number? Like one? what? I just what is cheesecake? <laughs> like people, that might be a dumb question. Everyone listen. Like <laughs> like what? The, like what? Like seriously? Because so I like I think, I think of cheese, and when people say cheese, I think of like cheese on a burger, and I'm like, how does that? get into a cake 
So you take cream cheese, vanilla extract, and eggs, and sugar, and mix all that together, and then lay it on top of a graham cracker crust. You bake it. Sometimes you bake it like in a water bath thing to keep it from cracking or whatever, but you bake it, and then you refrigerate it for like six plus hours. So then you eat it super cold, super like, just like, I don't know, it's like ice cream without any of the like fluffiness or whatever it's just dense flavor like i freaking love cheesecake but you got to give us your number one my number one i think we did one of these last year i think for thanksgiving like thanksgiving things dishes yeah yeah and i put this as like a whole freaking thanks part of thanksgiving but it's like my like my favorite dessert of all time and when i mean i could when i can pound these down i mean look out <laughs> those Holiday designed Reese's. Like we got the pumpkins, the Christmas trees, we got Easter eggs, the hearts for Valentine. Doesn't matter. Whatever the hell. I could pop those like popcorn. Like, I mean, just. Others struggle with popping pills. You struggle with popping Reese's eggs. Yeah, people, people pop treats. pills. People pop. <laughs> that was bad. I was going to say people pop pills. People pop their wives. I pop, <laughs> I pop Reese's. Oh, like man, and, man and, and, and I like the Reese's cups, but you cannot tell me that these don't taste different. Well, they're thicker and they're bigger. You know, it's like all innards and no chocolate on the outside. It's but like it's like all... even the texture part, because it's the texture that gets me. Like I like the Reese's, but the texture, especially when you bite into it, it's a little harder on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like even when you put, because I usually just again whole thing. Don't like bite it. Yeah, some people see that as a, as a several bite food, not yeah, you. No, whole thing, and like the ridges on the end, kind of like my cut or like hit the back of your mouth or something. But if you pop the entire like pumpkin or Christmas mm-hmm. tree, it just is so soft and it's so fluffy, and like <laughs> it just melts in your mouth. And oh my god, like. That's a shocking number one, but a resounding number one. Like, you, there's no doubt in your mind if you get out. Like, the only negative thing I could say about it is like, I wish somehow they you could buy them in bigger amounts. <laughs> I want a bag of fifty of them, not like, just like two. Like, and don't make me like, because you know how some like you get a like, especially Halloween, you get a bag of like Snicker bar, whatever, like the mm-hmm. mini ones that like kids come your take your. And you got it like the big bag holds like a bunch of little ones, and they're all mm. in like little tiny bags. Like, don't make me open another bag. Yeah. Like, just have them in there. Speaking of Halloween, um, since this is about dessert, um, we went to uh, uh, Kayla's uh, uh, aunt, uncle, cousin's house, um, mm-hmm. just because um, for whatever. Went there, and uh, but we left out. We had a little table. Left out a bowl of uh, candy for just a note. Like, oh, take like one or two candies. Like, you know, happy Halloween. Like, because we weren't home. And, uh, but I have the the ring doorbell. Mm -hmm. So, like, I see all these people. Couple, first couple ones, like, oh, yeah. Couple nice kids, like, look through. Like, take their favorite one or two. Mm -hmm. Then, like, the third or fourth one. It's like, what appears to be an adult. I don't know if it's the mom, but an adult mm-hmm. and two kids. And she's like, hey, hey, hurry up, hurry up. Like, we got to go. Like, like, take one and go. Take one and go. The kids do. They take like one or two, put it in their little uh, Halloween things, bags, leave. Mm-hmm. Then the adult takes the entire bowl, dumps the entire bowl into her bag and puts it empty, the empty bowl back. Unbelievable. And I see it on the ring, but like I get notified. With this, I just kept getting them, so I wasn't really paying attention. But like, if I uh, if I was on my phone, like watching it live, I would have been like, "Excuse me, like, <laughs> sus behavior, please I mean, stop." Like, like, cause I don't think these people know like they're on camera, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but yeah, I was just unbelievable. Like, what the hell I was is just wrong like, with people? I was like, if it was a kid, I'd be like. Okay, not ideal, but like, 
it's a kid. You're right. You shoo the kids away. I don't even know if they're your kids. They were the <laughs> this person. I think it was the, the like a lady, but um, like to shoo the kids away. And then just even dump. you wouldn't do that if it was an entire bowl of Reese's eggs. No, or you know, even you wouldn't do that. And that even I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Put anything. I'd want to, but I wouldn't. Yeah, because you have some measure of self-restraint. What is wrong with people? But all right, there's our list for top five desserts. Love it. Could not be more different. Obviously, if I had associated donuts with, you know, my top five, my apple fritter would have been in there somewhere. But, you know, I consider dessert more of the cake, pie, ice cream variety. But we like that we got some some value. You actually like dessert. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, you're more of an outlier. You you like the breakfast items like donuts and then the candies. Not so much actual, like, desserts you would order in a restaurant or anything. Like, you know when you go to a restaurant, like, and they're like, oh, you get a dessert with this. I'm like, "Uh, okay. Like. (laughs) Can I just get more wings instead of a dessert? Exactly. (laughs) Well, I just, like, will ask, like, if I'll be out with Kayla or my parents or friends. I'm like, well, what do you guys want? Because I ain't going to eat it. (laughs) Unbelievable. But a good top five list nonetheless. Um, we'll be back again next week for another episode. Hopefully we're recapping a couple more victories. Both of our teams now in a a pretty great spot, um, heading into week 11. Uh, we're getting to that, you know, really make it or break it time of the year. Uh, playoffs are coming soon. Vikes are six and four. Niners are six and three stretch run coming. Some tough games coming up. Uh, we'll be here every Monday to recap these with you. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back again next week on the, you like that feels great baby podcast. (laughs) 